Hey, Dan Talks listeners, welcome to another episode of Dan Talks. This week, I'm talking to Sean Thomas Boyd, who is a dancer and choreographer who is currently earning their MFA in dance from the University of Iowa. They graduate this December. And I had seen Sean's work previously in New York and pretty much instantly fell in love with their aesthetic and performance and approach to choreography and was equally delighted to speak with them at length here. So without further ado, here is... Sean Thomas Boyd. Okay, so Sean, we know each other tangentially from dance world in New York. And I'm curious, um, I remember you performing with your partner who played music and I was really taken by your work. And then I've been like an online fangirl of yours ever since. And so I guess I wonder what, um, what you remember about, because I feel like you were in the audience for some of my stuff too, maybe. So like what do you what do you know about our relationship so far yeah um being from um since i'm currently based in philadelphia uh, even if i'm in grad school right now i feel like i'll go up to new york city fairly regularly just to like see i guess like see what's going on but also perform in new york because that's still the epicenter of so much of the contemporary dance scene um and i'm i'm remember remembering I think like maybe the first time I met you uh you were wearing that like gold lion necklace thing and it was at fertile ground or green space uh-huh. green studios or something um over in Brooklyn and there was like a talk back session and I remember you talking about uh myself coming onto stage in this like floral dress and these heels and be like oh this is different than what I expected um, and so I was kind of like taken aback of like, oh, like, what is this discussion going to be? Especially and it was a large format session after the, after this performance. Um, talkbacks are always like watching a sinking ship, right? Yeah, I think uh, also based on how they're facilitated. Um, a lot of times I feel like there's a, uh, there are no questions. It's just, uh, so what did you think? And no one wants to come in with any like subjective ideas. Uh, and it's so, it's hard to come up with something objective after you've just seen something that you know nothing about. Uh, so I think sometimes they work, sometimes they just do not happen. So did my, because I remember loving your work. Did my comment make you think like I didn't or something? Um, the opposite, I think. Um, okay. I think the comment was something along the lines, along the lines of uh, thinking I would do some sort of cool, fierce, uh, empowering number. And whatever the work I did, I think that was Elvis has left the building, uh, is a pretty quiet work. There's a little bit of text, but it's uh, kind of meek, kind of, uh, uh, it's a quiet piece. It's not much is gonna happen. It's uh, not, I'm not like stomping around my heels telling you what's what. I'm remembering it more now as you talk. And yeah, I did love it. Good, good. Uh, me and you both left New York, I think. Well, you still based in Philadelphia, but you went started grad school in August 2020. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I fled the East Coast. <laughs> yes, because I did the same coming to Madison. And so mm-hmm. um, I felt reassured knowing that you were in Iowa City, just like it's like four hours away, I think, from Madison. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What precipitated that move? 
Um, I think, uh, so prior to uh, going to grad school, I actually took kind of a late in life gap year. I moved to Japan for a, a year to like do my thing over there. Uh, my thing at that point being teaching English, um, which as it turns out, there's a lot of dance within that, uh, but kind of taking myself out of the dance scene and trying to remain productive on like a, a this like even playing field that like you can't, there's no upward mobility, at least within my experience in dance. Um, so I took myself out of the country to uh, get out of the productivity cycle there. And uh, after coming back from Japan, it was very much just like, oh, I'm back in this. Like I can like show work here and here and like dance with this company or this group over here and over there. Uh, but I knew that I needed like a terminal degree to get anything going or to get like an adjunct job even. Uh, so I like applied in what that would, would have been like November, 2019. And as luck would have it, the pandemic made its uh, initial debut kind of like March time period, right when uh, I was hearing back from universities. And it was kind of one of those, not gonna make money for a little bit. I should definitely, definitely go in on one of these offers. And um, was Iowa, did you, um, like what drew you to Iowa? Cause it's, it's not I, East Coast. No, no, I did my undergrad at University of Iowa. Uh-huh. Um, and I graduated there in 2014. Uh, I know or knew all of the professors going in. Okay. And so I was kind of like going for the uh, path of least resistance of like, oh, I know these people. I like know what this experience will look like. Uh -huh. um, there's a huge uh, influx of University of Iowa MFA students or alumni, I guess, in Philadelphia or like the surrounding regions. Um, so I had a good basis of understanding of what the program would entail from uh, being like right next to it and then just knowing so many people through it. Did you grow uh, up in Iowa? Yeah, I'm actually from... Uh, West Des Moines, which is west of Des Moines, the capital of Iowa. Um, so my family is all here. It's like I'm a child again. What is it like growing up uh, in West Des Moines as like a young queer kid? Um, I think that it instilled a some sort of work ethic in me, especially coming into the dance field, uh, rather than putting all of my eggs in the uh, school basket, as it were. Uh, I put a lot of time and energy into dance, specifically classical ballet, where there, you know there are rules of like what is perfection, what are we like aiming towards. Um, so like all of my after school hours were devoted to going to several ballet classes a night, and then uh, going to bed, doing a couple hours of school, and then repeating um, as needed. Uh, and I think that 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 was instigated by being a queer person of uh, needing a way out or like needing uh, something outside of my like regular, what was like regularly expected of me. Um, yeah. And what is your experience of gender? Wow, such a tough question. Um, I think growing up, especially with uh, my training in ballet, I, was often with, as in like either with friends or uh, in classes with a lot of young women identifying people. 
And so I like to think that, mm, I like to think, hmm, I would objectively or subjectively think that I was socialized with women. Um, so I think that there's a lot of uh, values or different ways of being that are fairly women specific or women identifying specific that I have put into my own being. And so I think especially over the past uh, four or five years, I've kind of uh, decided to like go with that of like go with understanding myself as a queer person, as like a non-binary person, just like by virtue of how I was, uh, how I was socialized and or how I socialized myself as like, I've like come into myself in my early thirties. Tell me the story of your fashion game. Cause that is really a joy to watch. My fashion game. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, uh, you bring been, it Monday through Sunday. I, I try. That's been a recurring I'll say joke in the uh, within my colleagues in the university of a couple different people have tried to tried to outlook me as it were throughout the week, but everyone's just wearing sweats all the time and I'll wear like nice materials. Uh, but I think I like to dress for success or dress for the job you want. And I think the job I want is like a stay at home mom um, that like might wear some like jewelry every once in a while and will will vacuum and heels because I've done that before. It's kind of fun. I recommend it. But I think there's also something about uh, there's joy in being understated or there's joy in being casual that sequins or like fake fur and everything don't uh, don't allow you. They don't permit you to laze about uh, versus you know natural fibers or like a, a nice Uniqlo outfit is going to it's going to engender something different. Um, it's not as fierce, but it's comfier and more casual. Your Instagram bio says dance like no one likes you. I stand by that Which to this day. I love. Can you give the, the long form version of that? Yeah, uh, that's kind of my motto in, in <laughs> life, as it were. Um, not just on my business cards or my website and all these things, but uh, you can dance like no one's watching and that's beautiful, but um, no one knows if that's true. Like you, that's a, that's a construct. But if you dance like no one likes you or just be as a person, as if no one likes you, uh, there's a certain strength that you can take from that. Uh, and it's like an internal strength. It's a, I am one with myself. I am going to uh, do my own thing regardless of if anyone uh, cares about it. Uh, and I also think there's something fun and like unproductive or like, maybe anti-capitalist, I'm not sure, about the idea of you're dancing, like no one likes you, like you're just doing this thing, you're noodling about uh, you're being a person. And it doesn't really matter if anyone likes you or not, because you're you're busy uh, living, as it were. Do you like yourself? Yes, I'm my biggest fan, and often only supporter. It's great. <laughs> I feel so the same way. <laughs> Um, particularly the and only supporter part. I mean, I have plenty of great life, you know, supporters, but I, I always think to myself when like a celebrity is like, oh, the haters, I don't let them get in my way. I'm like, I wish I had like enough of a base that there's a contingent of hate in there, you know, but it's really yeah. general, like good for you-ness, which is really not too fiery. Yeah, I think that uh we can find our own like inner uh inner hater or something of like, we know like, oh, I hate it when I do this thing. Or like, I know that I'm not using my time wisely, but I think you can also find uh, uh, 
you can enjoy that of yourself or just laugh at yourself. Uh, one of my favorite pastimes after a performance, uh, I always videotape my any kind of like miniature performance, like the three minute show, I'll record it and I'll watch it right afterwards. And I love watching myself because I just like giggle of like, oh, you made that choice. And a lot of the times what I do is improvisatory. And so it's a lot of like, why did I do that thing there? And like, oh, because it was a little slippery. Um, so like giving myself that grace is a lot of fun for me, at least. How do you do, how do you approach the, the dynamic of like, what do I want to do versus not do I like, like what you see versus what the audience sees? Like, what's your, what's your orientation towards audience? Mm. I think one of the big things that I've learned, I've uh, been learning, especially during my stint in grad school is uh, while the audience is fundamental for me, uh, like it must be there for me to even want to perform. I don't do well with video dances. Uh, the stage space is a chance for a chance or an opportunity for me to live in presence of other people or other people uh, kind of, they have to be there in presence of me uh, in like the, you know, the construct of the audience sitting, sitting around and someone on the stage. Uh, so I think I want to like rework that question or rework that thought process of I'm living my life on stage and an audience or a spectator uh, either gets to or has to uh, manage that or deal with that. Uh, they can shut their eyes and whatnot, but generally speaking in a performance setting, they're there to watch. And ideally that might mean that me flinging myself around stage will open their eyes to something. Uh, whether that's, they really enjoy that. They like people dancing around in durational capacities or they learn they don't like improvisation and they don't like floundering people. Um, but hopefully they learn something uh, about themselves or about me. I'll take either. <laughs> when I first started watching dance, I would get very frustrated with things that I didn't like basically. Because and one of the gifts I think of growing older for me has been to like, if I don't like something or something makes me fall asleep, like I've had great naps, you know, at shows. And I really, I take yes. it less personally. Usually has, has there been a similar progression for you where you've sort of softened as you got older or no? Definitely. Um, and yes, on the naps, I've had incredible naps during performances. Uh, sometimes you go to a show, the first five minutes are just like not, you know that they won't be great. And you're like, it's a dark room. People will like clap every once in a while. The music is usually fine. And uh, it's a it's a nice safe place, safe place to close your eyes and just like let your mind wander, brainstorm, formulate some emails. Uh, but I think that that's a, you can be like really hard hitting and be like, oh, like that performance, that show was trash or like whatever they put out there was trite. Or you could uh, look at it like that wasn't for me. And so I napped and that was a nice nap and I'm ready for a drink. Do you ever go to football games in Iowa? No. I, I went one time, I guess, in undergrad and it was fine. Uh, it, especially in like watching it as a performative element of the university. Like we put a lot of money there. Uh, I'm so indifferent though. You have to like wake up early. You have to drink really early. You have to like cheer. They have like a crocodile hand pattern you occasionally have to do if there's a touchdown or a field goal or something. It's just a lot of effort. Yeah, no, 
no, I won't do football. I've given up. From your one time of going, do you ever think, like, do you see the, because here at Wisconsin, there's cheerleaders and then there's the dance team and they're separate. And it's fascinating to me to try to decipher like what the difference is. And I think, oh, it'd be so fun to like do a postmodern dance team cheerleader game day piece. Do you ever think that or you think no? Um, I think that's of interest, definitely. Um, and I think that there's a lot of talent and skill that goes into, you know, all these like either cheerleading or dance team or these uh are they professional? I don't know. Uh, intramural activities. Uh, but I think that there's also, yeah, there's something about like the aesthetic is different for a contemporary dance person versus a, a cheerleading or a dance team practitioner that I'm looking for something so different that whatever I'm looking for is so uh, separate from their goals that I don't know if I'd be serving that populace as like the way that I want to. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, different values. Uh -huh. It's also, it was funny for me to be in like the liberal spaces that I was taking class and being a TA and stuff. And then to go to a football game and see the gender regime like enforced mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. a crazy degree and like just boys, girls, boys, girls. And, and it's only certain arenas that I remember like, oh, I, I went to the ballet recently and it was like, boys, girls, you know? And I'm like, and we're back. Or you go to a football game, very boys, girls. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever get caught or like, cause you probably find yourself in spaces that are more like gender affirming. And then you will have to go to a store or some weird event. And you remember like, oh, it, like, do you notice the boy-girl spaces pretty quickly? Definitely. Uh, like, very, or don't we all? Um, right. but I think especially uh, in the past few years where I have been uh, very outwardly uh, identifying as non-binary, and especially coming into a university environment where my pronouns are on so many different things, as soon as I hear uh, he, I'll, like, I'll be not triggered, but I'll be activated being like, oh, what's happening here? Like, we're not playing by the same rules all of a sudden. Um, but it's not like uh, football, heavily gendered. Ballet, also heavily gendered. So there's a lot of work to do, like, from within the field, uh, the greater dance field, I'll say. I think that, like, more contemporary spheres might be on a different page, but those more traditional outlets are uh, very heavily gendered, very, very specific. And I think especially coming into a program where uh, my body is at play. Um, there's a lot of like, oh, like I will not go into, go into do this thing, uh, take on this opportunity because I know that my body will be used in a way that maybe isn't affirming for me or isn't uh, super beneficial for uh, myself or like other non-binary people coming after me. Uh, so I think there's a lot of uh, push and pull in terms of like, how my body negotiates through space, even in a, in a concert dance world. Do you find when you're in that situation where it's like, should I say something or should I correct this person? Do you like usually do it or usually don't? I usually don't. Um, luckily, I think that a lot of other people, especially people that are younger than myself, are louder than I am and uh, much more readily accepting of that uh of that conflict and so other people will 
make mention of things on my behalf, which is like very like, that's incredible that they're doing this. And I think there's also, uh, I want to say that there's a personality thing at play. I'm not the loudest or most boisterous person. And I think other people do take that on and are more like excited to like get conversations going. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to use that as my scapegoat of like, oh, like I wouldn't have said anything anyway. I don't raise my hand. but I think some people might be a little more ready to do that. And younger people have a lot of fire in them these days. It's like incredible. And I just sit back. <laughs> did you feel like you had fire in you when you were their age? Do you I think, think it's just I an did. age thing? Yeah, I feel like I did too. I, I think it's an age thing. And I think it's an age and like learning about yourself thing. Uh, I was a very active young person and I'm uh, I'm really boring and that's sad, but it's also like, where I am in life. Like I want to go to bed at 9.30. Like that feels really good. On that note, what is the pull between Iowa and Philly? As in in the future or in as As like- As in like right now you're like, I feel, I picture you being stretched between the two and I'm wondering if that's accurate or not. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Definitely stretched in that, uh, especially being maybe- because I'm from the Midwest, but also just because I've been hanging out here uh, in in the state of Iowa, specifically in a program where I was on Zoom for a lot of my first year. I really like space. I really like having the outdoors nearby or like being able to sit in my backyard. Uh, and I know that Philadelphia or most, most cities don't have that same uh, interest in space, or maybe it's more in public space. And I'm excited about private space uh so there's this just like real estate in general of uh the midwest has a lot more a lot more lawns to hang out on uh at the same time though uh city life specifically i'm going to speak of philadelphia or new york lots of dance stuff lots of performances lots of opportunities to uh make work even if it's not paid or anything but like do stuff um that is missing from Midwest and or probably there's something about like conservative states or conservative areas uh, compared to like, you know, these liberal cities on the East Coast and all of that. Uh, I have uh, a lot of family in the state of Iowa, but I also have a lot of friends in Philadelphia. And so there's also like a a draw of like, how do I make both work? Uh, There's like long distance in either version. And uh, so it's hard to negotiate. And it's like a constant process, which I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Have you been lucky in love? Yes, I will say yes. I have a, uh, in Philadelphia, I have a partner of almost 10 years uh, who's a percussionist and we've performed a lot together, uh, both in Philly, but also he's he's from Ohio, but we met uh, at University of Iowa when he was finishing up his doctorate. Um, but that's like a longstanding collaboration. He makes music for most of my work. And uh, we see eye to eye aesthetically for a lot of uh, a lot of our processes, I think. Um, but I also have a boyfriend of a year in Iowa City. That's like, that's a fun thing to negotiate of this, like, what is this long distance polyamory that uh, I'm currently investigating, especially as I finish up my stint in the Midwest, at least collegiately. Because this is the last year. This is the final semester. Oh my gosh. In so this theory, is the final I, countdown. 
the final, yeah, in theory, I uh, graduate December 17th of this year. Oh my gosh. Well, and congratulations. Degree. Knock on wood in, in advance. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, is there a final showing thing? Um, usually there would be a final, final production, like a thesis performance, uh, but I did that in April. And so this is very much just a, a hangout for the semester. I'm a TA. So I teach three sections of ballet classes um, and also like substitute for like the higher levels. Uh, and so it's a lot of just me practicing my teaching. And uh, I think I have like two classes that I had to hold back to take this semester. Uh, so it's a weird, it's a weird balance that doesn't have a, that like beauty of a final production or like a send off, but I guess I've done that. So it's fine. I am. Um... I wanted to go to that and I did, I mapped it out, but I wasn't able to go back in April because I was like in the vicinity of Madison, this is the show that I would want to see. I think, cause you know, I also hadn't seen anything for so long and I was like, I would drive to see Sean's, but then I just couldn't, but I was thinking of you. <laughs> it's a, it was an interesting production. Um, I think uh, anytime you are forced to sit through someone else's culmination of their graduate career, it's a lot of like scratching of the head of like, oh, is this what you were focusing on? Like, this was your goal. Uh, and I can't imagine, mine was like a 40 minute improvisation with a cast of 16. I can't imagine what people spoke about after seeing the performance. I want to ask about um, Tiang and then I want to ask about um, this boyfriend situation. With Tiang, because um, I was a TA too. Do you, when you see these young um, dance students do you feel like what is your impression it's so uh especially teaching in a college environment for non-major students who are there to get a some sort of like general education elective credit everyone's coming for a different reason some of them were the star of their home studio uh, all through call or all through high school, and some of them, this is their very first for me, their first ballet class, and so I am teaching to several populaces at once, and they're often in the same room with each other because of their their majors level class schedule, and so uh, I'm like teaching and like trying to retool how some of these like dance stars how they're thinking about dance of like oh your leg can be a little bit lower. Or, wow, no one taught you how to do this thing. And at the same time, trying to instill uh, somewhat somatic or somewhat uh, anatomically based fundamental techniques of movement on these other people who don't know how to bend their legs. Um, so a lot of it is like teaching a mixed level class uh, of in a form that I don't think is really... Uh, not super supportive for everyday life. And I don't think it needs to be. I think there are a lot of aesthetics and values in ballet specifically that are uh, questionable and or problematic that one, as an instructor, I like want to teach to then unteach. And so there's a there's just so much balancing that I do at eight o'clock in the morning. And it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun party every day. Um, so you're like looking down the barrel, not, looking down the barrel but 
December 17th is approaching and you have this boyfriend in Iowa and you're getting ready to move back to Philly full time, basically. Right. See, I never said that I'm looking to move to Philly. That's like the fun part of, uh, uh, of this situation is that there's uh, so much finality in like my contract or in my uh, educational career, but then I'm trying to uh, remain open to anything that's outside of that, which is funny. I think there's definitely uh, an understanding that I will move back to Philly. Like that'll be the end goal. Uh, But I also don't have a job in Philadelphia. Uh, I'll have a terminal degree in dance. So I could technically work as adjunct at a university, but I know everyone that works adjunct in dance throughout the Philadelphia region. And I, I don't drive, I can't drive like outside of the city. Uh, other people can have those jobs. Um, so at this point, I'm like very much looking towards like what's next. Uh, and if that's a work from home job that gets me more than 30,000 a year, like that's a step up no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I'm like doing my best to not plan as much and just like allow things to come to me or like see what changes happen in the next, you know, two months, two and a half months or something uh, and cross my fingers, I guess. Um, Partner is more significant than boyfriend. This is a true sentiment uh, that verbiage changes how we look at other people and our relationships with them. And your partner is chill with you having a boyfriend, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, My partner and I have been open in different capacities for the past probably like three or four years. Um, And I think that that is partially just due to distance. Uh, I've either been in uh, Iowa City for graduate school or in Japan for being Sean. And I think that long distance is hard and annoying and tough and there are ways to mitigate at least some of those emotions but but it always changes Mm -hmm. but you feel like he um i mean 10 years that 20 to 30 that's a big chunk a large that is a large chunk of one's like youth (laughs) safe to say we can't imagine our life without him yeah yeah i think that uh Uh, There have been so many like formative things I've learned about myself or learned about the world or other people in general that have been so instructed or informed by uh, my relationship with him that it's hard to, uh, or not that I would let go of this, but it's hard to uh, let go of that idea of him being like a constant presence in in all of those things. You want to get married? Not anymore. I think I missed the boat. I wanted to do the whole thing, but now I think everyone I know is already married. Like if they were going to get married and I feel like now I'm old now. So eloping sounds nice. Oh, okay. But that counts as getting married. Eloping counts as getting married. I guess I'm thinking uh, getting weddinged or something. I feel like that's a different construct. Getting married. I think there are tax benefits and healthcare things if you get married. And I guess that is important to me. Yes. Is, is the romance of getting married important to you? No, I think that's fallen by the wayside with age and experience. Uh, it's such a loaded concept and it's so expected that it's hard to uh, 
hard for me to grasp at this point. What is still romantic to you? Hmm. Honestly, I think at this point, romantic is uh, hanging out, sitting on a couch, watching the latest like Lord of the Rings TV show thing. I think that that cute text message in the morning that's like, oh, this is what I just ate. That's romantic. Uh, so just a sense of intimacy in like a very like real sense, uh, just literally sharing one's life with someone else, like that's romantic. And I think that can be done with a partner of however many years. It can also be done with a friend or acquaintance of just, God, honoring someone's humanity. That sounds bad, but I feel like that might be more true in my mind now than it was a while ago. Well, Sean, I look forward to following you in your journey. And uh, thank you for coming on the pod. It's been great. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.